Have you heard that term lately, quiet quitting? It seems like maybe this is you as well. I kind of hope it's not, but maybe this is you. You just say, I'm done. I'm through. I'm going to quiet quit. And what that really means is that you're just sort of quietly not working anymore, even though you're being paid for it. Now, that does not make you a good employee. And I don't think that's actually going to make you feel good about yourself. What would? Being more productive. And being more productive isn't just about squeezing every ounce that you can out of every minute to work, work, work. In fact, sometimes just the opposite. Sometimes you've got to step back from the work so that you can be more productive. So if you could feel more productive, get more accomplished without necessarily working your head off, what would you do? How do you actually boost productivity? Well, there are, believe it or not, there are scientifically based and simple steps that you can take right now to boost your productivity. You might feel that your schedule just doesn't give you enough hours in the day. I, there's just not enough hours in the day. I heard my mom say that all the, all the time. I go, let's see, mom, I'm looking at my clock. I'm looking at your clock. They're about the same. What do you mean? But if you're feeling that, oh, I'm just not getting enough done, Maybe you don't need more hours in the day. In fact, pretty much, I can tell you, it's not going to happen. But you can boost your productivity. So what do you do? Well, productivity isn't just about hours worked. It's about, and it's not just about the amount of time. It's not just effort. Effort. It's about the genuine productivity. It's about spending the time effectively so that you can accomplish what is really important. Now, I want to suggest... And it might be a topic for a different conversation, but I'm going to include it a little bit here in this particular podcast, that you should be looking at where you're spending your time. Because obviously, if you're spending your time or your resources in the wrong areas, you're not going to feel good and you're not going to be productive. So it's not just about working harder, it's about working smarter. But what are those straightforward changes so that you can work smarter, not harder, now, again, as we speak about productivity, I want you to keep in mind <laughs> that it's not just about work when you're thinking about productivity. It's not just, oh, how can I get more work done? I want to suggest, and this is a stark, startling verse that I find in Scripture. I always think about this. Jesus is dying on the cross, pretty bleak, pretty dark, and he's being killed. He's about 33 years old. His ministry lasted about three years. I think he was pretty productive, but that's not what I want to point out right now. There was a man who was also being crucified, on his, one on his left, one on his right. And one of them said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, basically, I'm paraphrasing, don't worry. Today you will join me in paradise. And I want you to think about that as you consider productivity, as you consider where you're putting your efforts, because you don't know the day that you will be called forth from this life and step into eternity. Now, to me, that's very good news because that always can bring you back. It does for me. I think about the things that I'm doing. I think, okay, Lord, am I actually contributing to the lives of other people? What really matters to you, God? Is it just about being more productive? What does it mean? especially when you think of the context of eternity. Now, I think one thing that you've got to do, and I think this is, applies to both your faith life, your personal life, as well as your professional life as you consider productivity. It can be really annoying if all of a sudden you're deep into some sort of project and you're interrupted by something else or someone else. So sometimes it's really about in, uh, 
erecting appropriate boundaries, blocking times of your day. Sometimes it's about asking people not to call you then, if that might be difficult. Simply, you could turn off your phone. I know that seems outrageous in this day and age where everyone's expected to be omni-available, but it actually might be a really good thing. It's interesting. I remember a friend of mine who was incredibly productive and incredibly successful. He's a film score composer. I'm not going to say his name, but he's really great. He works all the time. But boy, if you showed up unexpectedly at his office, at his studio, and he was composing, do not expect to get a conversation in. He might, if you're lucky, and I was lucky at times, to be brought in. And he said, yeah, you can watch me work (laughs) for a little bit. But boy, he just kept it locked and loaded. He was so focused on what he was doing. And he's actually really known to be one of the most prolific uh, film score composers in Hollywood. But he was really good about having those boundaries. So when you're thinking about your own expectations of productivity, and you're thinking about, am I getting what I want done? Think first about those boundaries. Are you setting them up for yourself and other people? Remember, you've got to set boundaries for yourself. If everything is about, oh, yes, I'm going to get to this sometime, you will probably never get to it. But if you have a real clear idea, it's like, you know what? I'm going to set this date, this time to actually accomplish this. I came into this actually very recently. I had this enormous goal. I've actually accomplished the goal in part, mostly. I wrote another book, which I'm very excited to have out. And then somebody said, hey, when is it going to come out? (laughs) And I thought to myself, that's a good question because I'm actually uh, publishing it. I'm doing the independent uh, publication route. And so I had to set up a date. I said, okay, this seems reasonable. Six weeks from now, this is the time. And that actually inspired me to work more clearly, more productively towards accomplishing that goal. So think about boundaries for others and yourself. Remember, if it's not important to you to set aside this time, other people aren't going to look at this and say, oh, I'm going to respect your time. You've got to first make it important to yourself. Now, I would say this. It's also very difficult, and this sounds so trite, but make a list. It sounds so simple, too simple, but writing down things actually frees up a lot of mental energy. It actually allows your that valuable brain space, and it prevents it from worrying about unfinished tasks. If, for instance, you have a list of five things, and you start knocking them off, well, there's one, there's two, there's three, you're not going to be worrying about it. But if you don't actually create that list, you're going to be using that brain power to say, now let's see, did I I actually finish this? Oh, yes, checked off. It's done. So checking off those completed tasks also gives you a sense of achievement, and that can increase your motivation to keep going. It's really important to have that sense of, this is what I want to do today. Now, you may or may not accomplish that, but as you knock things off, let's say you only get five of the 10 things done that you wanted to get done today. You can at least look and say, well, I did accomplish some things. Maybe for some particular reasons, I didn't get everything accomplished that I wanted to, but I got these things done. And that list will actually give you that sense of achievement, of accomplishment. Now, again, you think motivation. There are talkers, speakers, motivational speakers who talk about motivation. And I think I look for the ultimate creator, the ultimate motivator, God himself. 
Paul speaks about motivation, right? What actually gives you that energy to keep going, to be productive? And Paul says in Galatians chapter 5, he says, live freely, animated and motivated by God's Spirit. Then you won't feed the compulsions of selfishness, right? Because there is that sense of self-interest in you that is at odds with God's free spirit. And there is always this push and this pull. It's like, okay, what do I want to get done? But maybe the better question as you're actually completing your list, what is it, Lord, that you want me to do? Again, there's always going to be this pull. There's going to be this sense of like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to just sit on the couch and watch sports all day? (laughs) Maybe that's nice, but that isn't really the life that's going to make you feel good. At the end of your life, And you will face the end of your life. Hopefully, you've got a conscious awareness of that. And hopefully, you're actually building that conscious awareness right now that life has boundaries on it. You can ask yourself the question, what really matters? And I suggest to be motivated by God's Spirit is going to lead you to more productivity, to feeling better about what you're actually achieving in your life rather than just feeding the selfishness. Now, being learning, being open to learning is another way to actually become more productive. There is what's called a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And simply put, a growth mindset actually recognizes that right now, wherever you are, you can continue to grow. And I don't care if you're 50, 60, 70, 80, or in your 90s. That growth mindset actually recognizes, which is also consistent with research, that you can continue to grow. Learning is a lifelong process. Now, it's difficult. You might say, oh, I've heard that saying, Joe, it's it's impossible to teach an old dog new tricks. That is simply not true. That is an old wives' tale that is not based on science. The truth is, you can, if you are open to learning, continue to grow. So when you're thinking about productivity, don't just look at your life and say, well, I can do this well or this well. What do you want to do? Because remember, productivity is in part about feeling good about what you're accomplishing. And nothing feels better than to actually set out on a new task and say, wow, I didn't think I could do that or I wasn't sure how I could do that, but I actually did do that. That will spur you on to be feeling more engaged and again, productive. Self-worth is enhanced by doing what is tough. So productivity, again, isn't about just saying, well, I can do this easily. Yeah, okay, maybe you checked off 35 things on your list today. But if one of them was to get up and tie your shoes or maybe uh, drink a cup of coffee, okay, that's fine. You're knocking things off your list. But is that going to make you feel good about yourself? I work with a lot of people who struggle with self-esteem and self-worth. And sometimes what you've actually got to do is challenge yourself to go out and do what is tough. That makes you feel good. That makes you feel productive. Now, also, I want to suggest, and this can also apply to your faith life, to the life that you actually really want to live. Ask for feedback. You might think you're doing a great job. Oh, wow, I'm so efficient. I'm really getting things done. But that actually might not be the case. You should have people around you that you can check in with and say, hey, I'm actually spending a lot of time doing this. What do you think? It's not about other people 
creating your priorities. It's about having that honest feedback with other people, having that conversation. Yeah, I'm doing this, but do I actually feel good about this? Just having that other person who's actively engaged in listening to you talking about what it is that you want to accomplish, your own sense of productivity. My wife said to me just yesterday, <laughs> she said, I had a really great day. And it wasn't because she went to a spa or did a great workout or anything like that. She said, I actually got a lot done. Yes, she actually made time to spend with her son, to go on a walk, to enjoy herself. But she was also really productive. And at the end of the day, she said, I felt really good about what I was doing. Now, I don't know that she was looking for my approval. She really wasn't. But I think she was speaking about what she did. And then speaking about it, she was evaluating herself about her productivity. And this is, again, consistent with faith. Paul speaks about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 13. I will just paraphrase. But Paul says, test yourselves to make sure that you're solid in the faith. Don't drift off taking everything for granted. Give yourselves regular checkups. You need first to have evidence, not just hearsay, that Jesus is in you. Test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. So this is about your feedback. You know, how am I doing? How am I living out my life? Have these conversations, whether it's in a Bible study or your church community or with your spouse. Check in. Ask yourself, Lord, ask God, Lord, am I actually living the life that you want me to live? Right? And, and Paul goes on and he says, hey, if you fail the test, do something about it. Now, he goes on and he says something very interesting. And I think this is a deeply profound psychological principle even though Paul didn't write it with psychology in mind. He meant it. He wrote about it. He spoke about it with your soul in mind. And what he said is, we don't just put up with our limitations. We celebrate them. I did not misspeak. He said, we don't just put up with our limitations. We celebrate them. And then we go on to celebrate every strength, every triumph. He said, we pray that it all comes together. Now, why would you just Put up with your limitations. Again, you're not going to know your limitations. You're not going to know your strengths unless you're actually taking the time and evaluating. Where am I weak? And it's okay. I do this all the time. It's like, I hate technology. I really do. (laughs) But one of the things I actually do, and that makes me feel really good, is to challenge myself and to learn something new about technology rather than calling my brother. Hey, would you help me out with this? (laughs) So sometimes I spend the time and go, okay, it's a limitation. I recognize it. But then I'm going to step up and try to learn how to do this. And that's what makes me feel good. And that's what allows me to be more productive. So it's okay. Test yourself. Ask yourself, where am I strong? Where do I need improvement? Where am I weak? God is going to give you his Holy Spirit itself to help strengthen you, to guide you. You've got to work in line, some people say, with your energy. I want to say you want to work in line with the Holy Spirit. Now, there are times where some people are really productive. I know some people, they're night owls. It's like, oh, I do all my best writing at 12 midnight. (laughs) Not me. I do all my best snoring at 12 midnight. I don't know that I'm actually a morning person either. I'm kind of that middle of the road. Oh, I like to go to bed at, uh, you know, 1130, wake up at 830, something like that, right? But don't set your alarm for six thinking you're going to be really productive if you're going to bed at midnight or one in the morning. 
because one of the things that's going to prevent you from being productive is lack of sleep, lack of taking care of your body. So look at where your energy level actually works best for you. But I want to focus on something even more important. Rather than just working in line with your energy, work in line with what you value. What really matters to you? No matter the time of the day, you got to focus on what is most important. Now, I'm not here to tell you what should be most important to you, but I do want to suggest what God says is most important. And Jesus said this, here's the most important thing. The Lord your God is one. So love the Lord with all your passion and all your prayer and all your intelligence and all your energy. And here's the second, love others as well as you love yourself. These are the two. No other commandment ranks with these. So again, when you think about productivity, it shouldn't be just what do I want to accomplish? But if you are a Christian, God, what is it that you want me to accomplish? God says, well, I want you to love me and I want you to love others. So rather than just thinking work productivity or grocery list, being productive or being efficient in the grocery store, ask yourself, am I loving you, God? Am I loving others? Because that's not only going to make you feel good, it's going to make you consistent living out those values, working in line with your values. And the more that you work consistently with what you value, the more productive you're going to be and the more, uh, the more you're going to feel good about yourself. You've always got to step back and say, what is the big picture? It isn't, productivity isn't just about checking things off your list, although I talked about lists earlier, and that's a good way to actually be more productive. But you've got to step back and say, what really matters? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Who am I working for? Why does this matter? Now, again, a big challenge, I would say, in the Christian faith, because being productive, living out a godly life, isn't just about doing what is good for you. It's not just about doing what is good for those that you love. Because God says, love your friend, sure, but love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When somebody gives you a hard time, respond with the supple moves of prayer, for then you are working out your true selves, God says, your God-created self. So again, when you're thinking about the picture, when you're thinking about productivity, ask yourself, challenge yourself. How am I working for the benefit of all? Not those just in need, quote unquote, but my enemies. Now, it's okay to actually do things for yourself. Because I would say the more you actually focus on living a life that's godly, that's loving God, that's loving others, you also have to love yourself as you love other people. And there are studies that show that feeling unhappy actually leads to lower productivity levels. So you've got to incorporate activities in your life and into your schedule that keep you energized, that keep you feeling good. And this too is consistent with faith, right? Remember that one time Jesus was crossing the Sea of Galilee with his apostles and they were stressed out. They were pulling their oars and they were in a storm. And what was he doing? He was sleeping. He was taking care of himself. Other parts in scripture, Jesus would get up before the crack of dawn and go off by himself and pray. 
And Paul speaks about being burned out as well in Romans chapter 12. He says, don't burn out, but keep yourselves fueled in a flame. Be alert, cheerfully expectant, not quitting in hard times, but praying all the harder, helping needy Christians, being inventive in hospitality. But if you're going to do that, if you're really going to choose to serve other people, and that's what makes you feel productive, then you've also got to make, you've got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, right? Don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled in a flame, cheerfully expectant. So sometimes you've got to ask yourself, okay, I'm productive, but does that mean I don't deserve downtime? Is it okay not to be productive? Well, the truth is, and it sounds a little cliche, but life really is about balance. Despite what you read on social media, you can't be productive all the time. In fact, it's an oxymoron. If you're trying to be productive all the time, the truth is you will be less productive. Because when you're putting that kind of pressure on yourself, that kind of stress on yourself, you burn out and you get less and less productive. And again, the reminder from God is Matthew chapter 6. If God gives such attention to the appearance of the wildflowers, most of which are never seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do, Jesus says, is to get you to relax. To not be so preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving. He said, yeah, people who don't know God and the way he works, they fuss over these things, but you know God and how he works. So steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. So when you're thinking about productivity, you've got to remember that the real, real source, the real giver of life wants to give you everything. It's not just about what you think you can accomplish. Again, the irony is when you feel yourself to be pressured to be super productive, you become less and less productive because that stress actually interferes with your capacity to think, to create, to innovate, to think about solutions, even to have constructive conversations with others. So when you're thinking about productivity, when you're creating your list, make sure that you add self-time rejuvenation time, God time, because otherwise you're just going to lose it all. And you're going to set yourself up. If you think, go, 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 I got to be more productive. You are actually going to set yourself up for depression, which can lead to substance abuse and burnout and feelings of inadequacy. Remember, again, Paul says in Romans chapter 13, he said, make sure you don't get so absorbed and exhausted and taking care of all your day-to-day obligations that you lose track of time and doze off. Oblivious to God, oblivious to what really matters. Be up and awake to what God is doing because he is putting the finishing touches on everything, the salvation work of your life, You can't afford to waste a minute, not squander these precious daylight hours and frivolity and indulgence and sleeping around and dissipation and bickering and grabbing everything in sight. Focus on what really matters, what God wants you to focus on. You can be productive. 
but it's not about checking off a bunch of things on your list. It's about living and loving. I will meet you back on the road. And remember, always forward.